Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thanks for choosing to listen to E-Ticket to Broadway, the podcast which asks your favorite Broadway stars if they prefer Sleeping Beauty or Snow White. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I hope you enjoy. And if this is your 58th time listening, welcome back. Now, on the count of three, I want you to shout out the name of your favorite Disney character. Ready? Favorite Disney character on three. Okay. One, two, three. Did anyone else just scream dopey in their office? Just me? Okay. In addition to these podcast episodes where the stars of Broadway share their love of Disney and memories of going to the parks, E-Ticket to Broadway has an official shop where there are many incredible designs available on t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, notebooks, and more. They're perfect for your next trip to the parks or to just show off your love of Broadway and Disney. This episode is coming out in June of 2023, and I'm so excited to share that for Pride Month, we have new designs available. Check everything out at www.eticketpodcast.com and be sure you're following the podcast on both Instagram and TikTok at eTicket to Broadway. My guest on this episode truly needs no introduction, but I will always grab the chance to share some of the many accomplishments of my friend. In addition to her philanthropic work, breaking down barriers and changing the world, she is an Emmy, Grammy, and Tony nominee, having starred on Broadway in Kiss of the Spider Woman, Into the Woods, Sondheim on Sondheim, After Midnight, and The Trip to Bountiful, where we met in 2013. Please welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, the one and only Vanessa Williams. Hi, 
Vanessa, it is an honor to have you on E-Ticket to Broadway. I'm such a fan of yours, and I think you know how much I love Disney. Did you know that? Uh, I do know how much you love Disney. (laughs) (laughs) When we started working together, you would always point out how often I would post about Disneyland, but only recently did we start chatting about your love of Disney. Exactly. It goes way back. So yeah, let's go back in time. As a kid, did you enjoy watching the Disney movies? Well, let's go back in time before I was born in utero. I used to be so squirming in my mom's belly that my nickname was Thumper from Bambi. (laughs) So yeah, so I have a little uh, porcelain rabbit with Thumper written on it. Uh, that I got, um, or that we had like displayed on our bookshelf my entire life. So I knew Thumper was my, and that's, that's my, um, avatar on the Disney channel. I'm Thumper. So there you go. Uh, that starts. So that was 1963. I've been, been named Thumper for a long, long time, 60 years ago. (laughs) Do you remember seeing Disney movies as a kid? Um, I remember going to the Arcadia Shopping Center for one of my first Disney films. I don't know whether it was Bambi or not, but um, I also know that my mother, uh, her nickname, because she was so petite and so full of sparkle, her nickname was Tinkerbell. So they used to call her Tink at, uh, cause she was, a, a edu- both my parents were educators. My mom was a music teacher in Austin at Claremont school. So her nickname was Tinkerbell. <laughs> That's perfect. So Tinkerbell gave birth to Thumper. That makes a lot of sense. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So in addition to Bambi, what about those other classic Disney movies? Uh, I, I remember the score of Fantasia. Again, I'm trying to think how I knew that because we didn't have VHS tapes when I was a kid. Um, but of course, you know, Peter Pan, uh, you know, Pinocchio, all those scores. Um, uh, you know what? I know. Sunday nights was uh, the the magical world of Disney on Sundays. My parents used to sing in the Westchester Borough Choir. So they were at my Uncle Dee Dee's house, which was in Tarrytown, New York. And he was the leader of the uh, the maestro of the choir. My mom was a soprano. My dad was a tenor. So growing up, they used to bring my, I guess, my pack and play to rehearsals. And I grew up listening to Baroque music. As I got older on Sunday nights, I got a chance to go upstairs with a TV tray, have snacks and watch the wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights. And then my brother, uh, he was four years younger. We used to watch together. So we watched Old Yeller and all those classic uh, Disney movies. But that's kind of how I saw Disney on a, on a weekly basis, because that's what we had on, on Sunday nights. So um, there are so many Disney movies and references. And of course, I passed it on to my children. Um, Halloween, they would definitely dress up as a, as a Disney character. Speaking of which, this is Melanie when she was as Snow White oh, uh, back in the day. We were in California. So that's got to be like, she was, I think maybe five or so, four or five. Uh, 1991 or two. So, so Mm-hmm. We still, I still have all the costumes too, by the way. Do you think that I could fit into them? <laughs> Next time we go out, I'm going to wear a Snow White costume for you. <laughs> It'll go really well. 
Was there any, as a kid, besides Thumper, were there any characters that you really related to that you loved? Um, well, I mean, really young Snow White was uh, probably one of the first ones. Of course, Cinderella, but Snow White, I loved. Um, it was very scary when she's going through and the and the, the, the branches are turning into, yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, fingers. But, you know, when she, the wishing, well, I'm wishing for the one I love to find me today. I'm hoping and I'm dreaming of the nice things you'll say. Ah, 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 ah. So I've done that Incredible. on every, every set. My most famous favorite time of re recreating that was I was shooting Don Quixote in uh, in Spain, up in Ronda, Spain, and uh, my my dear friend, who's my makeup artist uh, on that, uh, Kate Best, uh, I was sitting like in a little you know, like a little picturesque window, uh, looking above in this old you know Spanish town, and uh, I had to sing "I'm wishing." I love that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's everything I've always wanted to hear you <laughs> saying that. Thank you. I think that's all we need to do for today. <laughs>So I'm embarrassed that only yesterday did I learn that you hosted Dreams Come True in 2009, this documentary celebrating Disney animation. Um, and I watched part of it. And it was so amazing to see you kind of talk about the animated movies from Snow White. At that point, it was about to promote Princess and the Frog. When it comes to like the more modern movies, starting with Little Mermaid, you know, I think that's kind of aligning with when your kids were born. Do you remember any of those more current movies that you liked? Lion King was certainly one that we all loved. Um, and Little Mermaid was a classic. I mean, um, it just doesn't get any better. It was, it hit songs, uh, you know, that we all uh, can't stop singing. Um, and again, that was old, old, old animation. It wasn't all the digital stuff. So yeah, it was beautiful. I love stuff under the sea. I just love that whole realm. Um, and, you know, it's it's the classic uh, uh, hoping and dreaming and happily ever after. And I know politically, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It was a great movie. Um, and of course, I was lucky enough to be living in New York. So we got a chance to see Norm Lewis and, and Little Mermaid on stage with, with Sierra. We went to see um, um, uh, um, Belle uh, in um, Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Mark Kudish was playing uh, Gaston. So of course, went backstage and got a chance to see all the magic. So my kids really have been lucky. They, they've seen the magic on stage, the magic behind the scenes, about, you know, up on stage. But also when we go to the Disneyland and Disney World, we do the VIP thing and we get a chance to sneak through all the back doors and see kind of the magic behind the scenes too. So they are certainly Disney spoiled. I know. I love that. And I support that. I know um, Sasha, of course, her daughter, she and I are very similar. We love Disneyland and we always talk about it, which is great. <laughs> you were... Growing up, you were a theatrical kid. You participated in, you know, theater. Mm -hmm. Did you ever pretend to be a Disney character and sing the songs? I mean, besides Snow White, mm -hmm. but did you ever dress up in, for Halloween as one of the characters? Um, I did not dress up as a character, but I remember going to, I, I my parents were music educators and they would be in charge of the music for whatever the musical was for their school. Mm -hmm. And I have a picture of me and my brother sitting in the pumpkin and the Cinderella pumpkin 
I had to be like maybe seven or eight and my brother was four. Uh, so um, that that magic has always been a part of my life through my parents. Um, and also I remember when Disney first opened Disney World, we actually drove down, took a road trip from New York down to Orlando to go to Disney World. I have a picture which I'll share with you. I'm wearing, I think, corduroys and, you know, Orlando humidity, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sweating. Uh, but I remember like, you know, my my parents didn't say, uh, forget about it. It's 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 not worth it. My parents believed in the magic. So that was really lucky for me. And I've been able to, I mean, I went to Disneyland when I was pregnant with my first, just because it was my birthday and I want to go to Disneyland. Uh, so I've got certainly pictures of that. I've always loved rides. I've always loved um, production um, and and fantasy. And that's certainly- I cannot, I am so mad. I've known you for like <laughs> 10 years. How have we never talked about the fact that you also love Disneyland? We were so quick to be like, oh, of course you're going to Disneyland. But you were keeping this secret from the, me. The first time I went was I was 10 years old and I went out with a friend. Um, they had family friends out in California. So my parents let me go on a, on a, a trip with on a plane by yeah. myself with my girlfriend. We stayed at a friend's house. And they, that was one of the trips we, we took to Disneyland. So that was the first time. That was back in 1973 or so. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like talking about the parks, I, I love that you're sharing that your parents were kind of there for you. That first time you went, was, the, was your first trip, it would have been Disneyland. Yes. What were your thoughts when you saw the castle for the first time or saw Mickey Mouse in the park? What was that like for you? Well, for the first time, it was amazing because this is what you saw on television. You know, the the magical, the wonderful world of Disney and every opening credit had the castle and the sparkles. And uh, so- Your mom is Tinkerbell. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, going through those gates and seeing the manicured, um, you know, topiaries and seeing, uh, the, you know, the Disneyland in the flowers, going down the main street, uh, the malt shop, all those old timey um, uh, effects were incredible because it always related to, you know, old Western town was old yeller and 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 frontier, you know, um, you know frontier land. Um, uh, it was it was incredible. It's a small world after all. Going through that, going through the auto land, and being able to drive your own car as that was at ten Wait. years old. Yes. Pause. Do you know that when I worked at Disneyland for the 50th, that was my ride. Ah, I was I worked on the Autopia. The Autopia. <laughs> it was a different time, but I love that you went on Autopia. Of yeah, course. Of course. The teacups, uh, great. And I and again, I have no problem with motion sickness. So we try to do it as fast as we possibly could. Good. Um, That's right. And then, you know, Peter Pan flying. Uh, and I've I've gone so many times as a parent that I know exactly. What lines are what lines to go on? What's you know what to do? And and when you need a rest and need to get cool, you go and it's a small world, so you can, uh, you know, cool down and and kind of relax. Um, pirates, pirates is amazing. Um, it, and as for a child, you know, you're in the water. It's dark. You go down the little um, you know, it's it's a tiny little slope of a hill in the water, but you end up in this, you know, this 
this amazing story and you see the, the the cannons go back and forth and you see the splashes and the yo ho yo ho and you see the 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 ladies getting chased of course none of this stuff which has been updated they updated it of course but yes 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 <laughs> well you're talking about, like what i love what you're talking about and you said it earlier with your parents like this idea of production i like to think that for many of us especially those of us that work in theater the Disney Parks is kind of our entrance into theatrical production. Absolutely. You know, look at, yeah, look at look at the the um the parades. The parades are full on choreography and singing and costumes and making sure that you're getting your, you know, hitting your marks and and doing it over and over again so it's consistent. That is, I mean, uh, and I'm sure many people have have basically started out as Disney characters or auditioned to be part of the part of the show. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, did you ever go to the parks and think like, I want to work here. I want to be singing on the shows. I want to be in the parades. Did you ever have that thought? Sure. Of course. I mean, yeah. you know, it's singing, it's dancing, it's costumes. Again, growing up, you know, going to, when I would go to, we would go to the Radio City uh, music show, the Easter show and the Christmas show all the time. And my, you know, my, I remember my mother and I remember my mother saying, wow, look at those Rockettes. Wouldn't it be cool if you were one of the first black Rockettes? So my mother always had this like, you could do that. You could be, a, you know, not a, you can be a star, but wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't yeah. that, because she knew that I was a dancer. She So that was like a, that was a, that was a, you know, a tangible goal that I could do. So it was always like show business is not a fantasy. You can do this if you want. Yeah. You can try it. You can do it. So that fantasy and that bridge to being an average kid to making that magic happen was always a possibility. I love your mom for that. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I know we're talking Disney and all the upsides. One of the, one of the interesting things, and I don't know whether I mentioned it in my book or not, uh, you have no idea, but um, one of the heartbreaks of Disney that I had was when I first moved out to California, I moved out in 85 uh, I got a call from my uh, agent saying that they wanted to bring me in to be one of the one of the voices for the Lion King to be Nala. And we're talking, you know, this is over 30 years ago when they were first. So they went down to the studio. They showed me the storyboards, really got excited. And then um, I never heard back. And I got a call from my my man, my agent at the time, basically saying that one of the higher ups with whose who's, uh, who's initials are JK said that I would never be Disney material. Maybe I could do something for Hollywood uh, films, but I would never be Disney material. Ooh. Come cut to uh, 1995 when um, Pocahontas was mm -hmm. uh, being done and um and my my manager at the time, he became my manager, Gruber, told me uh, that he had was on a plane and uh, worked out a deal that I would be singing. And that, at that time, I had amassed a singing career and had number one hits, blah, 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 sold millions of records. And then all of a sudden, I was okay to do a Disney song, which I did Colors of the Wind, which won an Academy Award, uh, won a Golden Globe, won a Grammy, uh, luckily, you know, um, Steven Schwartz, Alan Menken wrote this amazing song and I got a chance to record it, but it's interesting how 
I was crushed because I love the brand so much, grew up with the brand, and I love the idea of, of Lion King. And then I was denied because somebody judged me as unfit to be part of the Disney family. And then eventually I was, I was enough after all the success and all breaking down the walls and all of like, look at me for my talent and not what you assume I am as a scandalized beauty queen, which is what they assumed. Right. I uh, am with you in that journey and I think you're incredible and you could be any Disney queen you want to be. (laughs) Come on. Speaking of the Disney parks, you appeared in the Walt Disney World Christmas Day Parades, um, and I watched you sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing at Cinderella Castle. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up there and kind of you know seeing it, and then now you're you're singing in front of the castle to a bunch of people? What was that like for you? So I think singing as an adult, now that I know the park so well, it all seems much smaller because when you're a child and you walk through those gates, it is it's Disney world. It, you know, of course, Epcot, it goes on and on and on, but it's overwhelming because it's huge and it is fantasy. And then when you come on after being, having raised four kids and being there every year with the kids. Uh, and that at that time I was on a TV show. I think I was doing, uh, I might've been doing either ugly Betty, which was ABC or desperate housewives, which was ABC part of the Disney family. So um, it still had the magic, but it was much more technical and uh, and kind of, you know, a little out of my body. Like, can you believe that now I'm on this side of the production? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can. <laughs> I love that you did that. What's funny is I'm, I'm sure I watched that as a kid. And, and you know, I, and I, I still I still cannot believe it's taken us 10 years to kind of <laughs> talk about this. Um, and speaking of like bringing that, like I want to mention some of your on-screen Disney credits. And I'm sure I'm missing some, but you voiced characters in The Proud Family, mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb. You appeared in the Hannah Montana movie. What's it like now being part of that content that brings so much joy to people? It's It's... Amazing, uh, particularly to be part of Disney and also to have it as a, as a big part of my life, but also being considered part of the Disney family uh, is wonderful. Um, you know, I had seven amazing years on ABC with Ugly Betty for four seasons, and I did Desperate Housewives for two, and then I did 666 Park Avenue for one season. So, you know, those were Disney television, ABC but also to have the recording uh, side where, you know, Pocahontas, I mean, going to the opening of Pocahontas, there was a screening in Central Park, which was massive. And I got a chance to be a part of that and bring my children and hear my voice in New York, where I'm from, in this spectacular uh, presentation of an amazing film. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm really good friends with Judy Kuhn, who also did the the voice of of uh, Pocahontas as well, uh, and I did the 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 radio you know yeah, yeah. version. Oh, I, so, yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, it's wonderful to have like success. You know, to to not only be valued as a a customer, but valued as an artist as part as part of the family. So, um, and I can't wait to bring my grandson, who is a mm. year and 
change, um, you know, what once he starts walking around and and getting really curious, um, we certainly will. He will be generation one, two, three, four now that uh, yeah. that is going to be enjoying Disney. If you had to give him a nickname, like a Disney nickname. Would you have one for him yet? Well, by the way, he listens, he watches Jungle Book every day. Oh, Jungle wow. Book and, and Mowgli, he's a little Mowgli. He's always banging Aww. on stuff. And I'm the grandmother that when I see him, uh, I, I sing all Disney songs to him. But he, um, when I want him to uh, even FaceTime, um, you know, because usually look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. That's a given. Everybody can sing that, but when <laughs> I go, I go, do, 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 That's when she's by the water. La, la, see, la, by the water. Here I am, here I am. She's washing the clothes and all that stuff at the very end, and he's he's mesmerized by. So when I want him to settle down, I'll go, do, 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 do. And he's like, he just stops. Okay. That's good parenting. <laughs> it's such a haunting, beautiful melody. And I don't have to sing any lyrics at all, but it just kind of like, la, la, la. Do, do. And he's just makes him focus. <laughs> yeah. The magic of Disney. The magic of Disney. He, But he does love, uh, he, he can listen to uh, Fantasia. Loves it, loves it all. He loves when the conductor comes up and taps his baton. He's in it. Um, yeah. uh, Bambi, he loves. And they don't get the gunshot and all that stuff. He just loves yeah. the the frolicking and, you know, you know, look, look at the boy King. Hey, he's like, you know. <laughs> and the, I think she's pretty, you know. It's just all it's those so beautiful, good. lovely voices that just take yeah. me right back to uh, memories of, of being a child. Now that Disney owns the Muppets, we can talk about this. But you did a commercial for Desperate Housewives with Kermit and Miss Piggy, yes. which was incredible. I just think that's one of the coolest things you've done. I'm going to make sure I'll post that on the Instagram. Um, it's great. And speaking of Disney movies, you shared that you love the movie Turning Red. You know what? I have to admit, when I have flipped through everything and I have nothing else, not nothing else to watch, when I've flipped through everything... And I'm just like, I need something that I'm going to, that makes me feel good. I turn on turning red. And I think it's the combination of the spirit of these middle schoolers, you know, playing in the band. I played French horn, you know, having friends that all like one was an upstart. One was, you know, really dark. One was, you know, like the bestie, um, being obsessed with a, a band or or going to a concert, um, those um, uh, it, trying to really please your parents uh, and doing the best. It reminds me of seventh grade. So sixth grade is easy. Seventh grade, you go in being popular and everything is great. And then you start your period. By the time you finish seventh grade, you are a maniac. You're on fire. You're like, what is happening with my hormones? Your parents are like, what has happened to our child? Where did she go? And I live through it three times with my kids, my daughters. And I get so much, um, so much motherly, like, oh my God, my my daughter's a nightmare. And I said, don't take it personally. It's a phase. They can't help their bodies and they can't help themselves. And the easiest person to lash out to 
is mom because she's a safe place. And they'll know that she'll always love you no matter if you say, I can't stand it, I hate you, get out, you know. So I tell everybody who's got young daughters going through this period of, uh, of, of age, don't take it personally, write it, be there for them. Obviously set parameters, but you'll you'll get them on the other end. So it's um, it's a great parental movie, but I just love the spirit of it. I love, you know, Devin at the 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 um the easy mart who the girls are trying to catch a look at. And she's like, Oh, what's the big deal? And then she goes back and her hand can't stop drawing. And she's like, What is happening to me? And her mom comes in and she's sweating, like, don't look down, look down. And she looks down and you know, and her mother grabs her in humiliation and humiliates her and said, you know, how dare you? And I've had that happen with, you know, my mom humiliating me, you know, in front of your friends about something that you don't want to even discuss. Those things just hit home. And, you know, I remember taking my girls to see sync to see the Spice Girls, all those, please, please, mom, please, please, can we go? Oh, my God. And listen to the music and dressing up. Um, all those memories just make me feel like I love that. That's my one of my favorite new movies of all time. I love that. That's great. <laughs> Shifting a little bit to Disney and Broadway, if you could take a Disney character to the Broadway stage, who would you choose? Like, say there's going to be the well, Broadway version of Bambi, you know which might not be successful, yeah. but <laughs> is it turning? I mean, that's a, I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, one of my Broadway stories is uh, seeing, of course, Beauty and the Beast and Mark Kudish, who I'd done Bye Bye Birdie with, which was course, on ABC yes. back in yep. 1995. Um, I loved it. I, I was Rosie and he was Birdie. And um, so he was on Broadway and I got a call from Tony Braxton, the singer, and she was like, uh, I got it. I got, and I had done Broadway at the time. So she knew to call me for advice. And she said, uh, I've got some interest to do Bell, uh, to, to do Bell and Beauty and the Beast. What do you think? I said, okay, hon, it's eight shows a week. You're going to have to love what you sing because you're going to be doing it eight shows a week. And it's hard work. You can't be late. You got to know your stuff. You can't say, oops, I'm sorry. Let me start again. Once you start, you have to go all the way through. But if you do it, you will be changed forever. And that is one of the biggest accomplishments you can do. And she ended up doing, I went back to see Tony Braxton in uh, Beauty and the Beast. And she went on to do, she jumped in for, I think, Hedda, uh, Heather Headley and Aida. Um, so that was her second Disney uh, Disney um, uh, a production on Broadway. So I, I I'm happy to be able to be Mother Disney Broadway for any <laughs> <laughs> any advice that anybody needs to jump into a show. Um, yes. So uh, one of my favorites, obviously, it's about to come out is Ursula because she's just I mean sure. Pat Carroll, man. She talking about a voice, and you know I knew her from my day, just growing up in the '60s and '70s. I knew her voice and who she was, but. Um, legendary and who has yeah. that voice nowadays not too many because you know uh, who knows the smoking i assume but that deep deep yeah this wow. is uh, amazing um hmm. <laughs> who would be good that hasn't been on broadway 
Um, hmm. I mean, there's a lot, like, I know a lot of the older movies would need to be, you know, re rethought a little bit. Like, as much as I love Snow White, we want to give that woman some agency, some integrity. Um, but, like, there could be, like, I think, it, you know, like, being the queen in Snow White could be super fun. You know, give her, because yeah. she, I mean, to me, like, that is her movie. She, yes. I mean, that's Snow White and Some Dwarfs. It is the queen's movie. And that's also where I get a lot of my inspiration for all the the roles that I'm always kind of uh, looked after as for a witch or a bitch or a boss woman who, you know, those, that that's the first thing I go yeah. to the, the, the witch in, in Snow White, because she yeah, was she's all powerful. She was um, glamorous, glamorous awesome. and devious and scary and also yeah. articulated everything. I love the sense of language that she had and the the power uh, of persuasion that, that she had. So, yeah. yeah. I think we could do it. You could play the queen and when she transforms to the witch, then I will play the role. Then I can be the witch. <laughs> but it's true. Like I literally um, shared with some friends a, a presentation actually on um, why the queen is the best. And it's like, she's the only villain who also to get what she wants will do the complete opposite by turning ugly. Mm -hmm. Like she is just the most powerful Disney villain, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to what I did in Into the Woods, you know, right. the, the witch and then the glamorous. Uh... But maybe we do like a version of Wicked, but it's about the evil queen. Ooh. It like shows the backstory. Okay. Mm -hmm. You heard it here. <laughs> so speaking of Broadway credits, who would you most like to go to Disneyland with? Aurora from Kiss of the Spider Woman, The Witch from Into the Woods, or Wilhelmina Slater? <laughs> Not Broadway, but good character. Yeah. Well, Wilhelmina for sure would have the VIP. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, she And she wouldn't wait on any line. She would probably, there's this, well, of course, you know, there's a secret restaurant that is above, um, which I've been to. Club uh, 33. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so she would definitely be having her yeah. meals there with some champagne immediately to get out of all the all the, <laughs> the, the crowds. So she would probably be the most VIP. Um, so I, I, I'd go with Bullet. I think, sure. I think, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you there. <laughs> uh, and finally, if you could get a job at the parks today, what role would you choose? Would you want to be a you know a parade performer, a photographer, work on a ride, anything you want? Ooh, um, I probably would go to Walt Disney World, and I would be the safari driver because oh, yeah. then I get a chance to see live animals every day. And see what they're doing. I mean, watching that, is a lion going to be up on the mount today? Can we find him? Um, yeah. So I, it would be like going on safari every day. And I love that whole, uh, the acres and acres of of wildlife that you can kind of drive through. Um, do you remember the first time you went on that? For me, and I was like, these are real animals. Because it's Disney, so I expect them to be audio animatronics. But I was right. like, nope, that's a real giraffe. That is not real. <laughs> <laughs> well, like it's like it's like if when you go onto the uh, the the, the riverboat and you see the crocodiles and the the fake yeah, so that's what you grow up with. But no, I, I love the safari and I love the hotels. Let's get let's a shout out to the hotels 
for sure uh, at Epcot. Every theme is really cool. The suites are uh, unbelievable. The service is fantastic. Of course, everyone has to ride the monorail at least once in their lifetime. And back in the day, watching the monorail go into the the Hotel of Tomorrow, that yeah. was like so, so cool. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about even um, uh, the, the Grand Floridian, which we usually stay at when I have the kids and stuff with the huge, you know, the huge pools and, you know, the theme breakfast. There is always something um to do that i mean if you get bored at disney something's wrong with you that's right yeah <laughs> it's the quote of the episode besides mother disney broadway it's what <laughs> it does be something's wrong with you love it oh silly we'll be right back oh what's the big idea with these commercials oh, with this It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for Fast Pass Answers. <laughs> Vanessa, this is Fast Pass Answers. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to answer as many questions as possible. Here we go. Vanessa Williams, name any Disney princess. Um, Belle. Favorite snack in the parks. Ooh, uh, churro. Name one of the animals mentioned in Colors of the Wind. Heron. True or false, David loves Disneyland. David adores Disneyland. Yeah. Name a song from The Little Mermaid. Uh, part of This World. Favorite Sondheim musical. Into the Woods. Name one of the seven dwarfs. Sleepy. I'm sleepy. I'm literally wearing a dopey shirt. <laughs> I couldn't see it. <laughs> Sleepy. That's okay. I always feel bad for people like, who's your favorite Disney character? It's bashful. It's like, okay, I can't fund you any bashful merchandise. That's good. What did you, you said Heron? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great choice. <laughs> I love that. And churros. Churros. Yeah. Churro. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you like Dole Whips? What is that? The Dole Whip is like the pineapple flavored... It's kind of like ice cream, but not really. You've never had a Dole Whip. Ah. Iconic. I've had some. I don't love them. I'm much more team churro. Yeah. Churros are good. They're not, they're not sticky. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had a turkey leg at the parks? Yes. My kids have had a turkey leg. Yes. <laughs> All those kids walking around. <laughs> I know. It's like medieval times. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fast pass, every time I hear Aerosmith, 
I imagine myself sitting in that rock and roller coaster ride, holding my stomach, getting ready for it to go. Wow. <laughs> and we do it over and over and over again. When it's you're fun. VIP, it's the best. Though I will say I did VIP uh, last summer in Florida and we got to go on Everest back to back. And I was like, there's a reason why you have to wait in line because after the second time, my body hadn't recovered after that first time, but you're a brave person. You're <laughs> <Yes>. brave. <laughs> It's trivia time. Oh, boy. Trivia time. As we discussed, Thumper from Bambi was a wonderful character. Uh, and in the film, the adult Bambi was voiced by Sam Edwards. During World War II, Sam was inducted into the army and ended up serving as part of the morale building entertainment corps, spending much of the time traveling with Dwight D. Eisenhower and George S. Patton. Speaking of patriotism, Sam, the voice of Thumper, was part of the classic Disneyland attraction, America Sings, giving voice to Ali Owl. The attraction ran from 1974 to 1988, and when it closed, many of the audio animatronics from America Sings were moved to two different Disneyland attractions, Star Tours, and which classic water ride, which opened in 1989? Uh, Big Thunder Mountain? Close. It is a mountain. Very close. Um, um, I'll give you a hint. This one's actually turning now into Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Oh, it's um, um, Thunder. No, 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 no. Thunder, Thunder. No. Splash. A Splash Mountain. Jeez. Splash Mountain, yeah. Okay. So, so when America Sings, all those audio animatronics ah. were just recycled and used. And you can oh, see wow. some of them in the Star Tours queue. Um, and I'm sure that when Splash Mountain is changed, they'll be taken out. But a little Disneyland history based on our friend Thumper. Who knew? <music> Vanessa, you have shared your beautiful voice to many incredible songs. But to me, two of them are truly iconic. The Song of the Year in 1992, Save the Best for Last as well as the Oscar-winning Colors of the Wind, which your version of the song became a top 10 hit. These two incredible songs both explore relationships and the state of the world, and the music videos for both songs begin the same way, with you walking through trees, which I always love you walking and going into the woods. Thank you very much. Yes. This very exciting game is called Save the Colors of the Wind. I'm going to read a lyric and I need you to tell me if it's from Save the Best for Last or Colors of the Wind. Are you ready? I'm ready. So the first one for Save the Colors of the Wind, isn't this world a crazy place? Save the best for last. That's right, that's right. Second one, how can there be so much that you don't know? Uh, colors of the Wind. That's right. Number three for Save the Colors of the Wind, the sun goes round the moon. Save the best for last. Okay, and speaking of moon, have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon? Colors of the wind. <laughs> That's right. They're very similar. They're very similar. We've got, got a few more. Okay, for save the colors of the wind. And we are all connected to each other. Colors of the wind. That's right. Number six. And now we're standing face to face. Save the best for last. Okay, number seven. I think you're going to get this one. The snow comes down in June. 
<laughs> Save the best for last. Yeah, that's also Colors of the Wind, I'm sure. Like, it sounds like it could be. Number eight, sometimes the very thing you're looking for is the one thing you can't see. Save the best for last. Yeah, but see, it also sounds like Colors mm -hmm. of the Wind. Number nine, you'll learn things you never knew you never knew. Colors of the Wind. That's right. And number 10, this one's really tricky. Number 10, or ask the grinning bobcat why he grinned. Colors of the wind. <laughs> yeah. You did it. That was so successful. But as I was looking at it, I was like, these songs are, there's some overlap. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, we love a music video of you walking through trees. In the action, in, in the beginning of Colors of the Wind, we did do a take with my kids in the Amongst the Kids. We Aww. did like a, a kid's take. They didn't end up using it, but I've got it on video somewhere. So, oh, yeah. that's sweet. Mm -hmm. It's time for some tough choices. Let's play Tweedledee or Tweedledum. This is Tweedledee or Tweedledum. I'm going to give you two choices. Let me know which one you prefer. Okay. First one, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Snow White or Sleeping Beauty? Um, Let's go Sleeping Beauty. <gasps> Gasp. Okay. It's almost <laughs> I'm not trying to mix okay. it up. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, The Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean? Um, oh, They're both so classic. Um, uh I guess Haunted Mansion. Okay. I will say the Haunted Mansion in Florida, I almost like better, but the Pirates in California yes. wins. Yes. And also eating, um, eating upstairs and watching the boats go down when you're- At the Blue at Bayou, the Blue Bayou. Yeah. yeah. They just added a shooting star like every 11 seconds, Ooh. which is very exciting at Disneyland. These are things that excite me. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully everyone listening. Okay, Tweedledee or Tweedledum, watching a parade down Main Street or watching the fireworks over the castle? Um, I like the parades. It's interactive. Yeah. You never know what you're going to see. Uh, and we always get the VIP bench in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You'd love a bench. I love it. Okay, final Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Disneyland or Walt Disney World? I would have to say world. It's bigger. I love Epcot. I love to eat at Epcot. And we're like, where, where are we going to go? We usually go to Morocco. We have the Pastilla. We watch the um, belly dancers. And like we were going so much that like the staff knew us there. So we usually yeah. go, like ask the kids, where do, do you want to go to Japan? Are we going to, are we going to Morocco? Uh, we do in Norway. So I would have to say that gives us the best of both worlds. Okay, it's fine. You can be team world. I'm I'm fierce team land, but I support everyone. We love it. Now let's hear from some of you. Uh -huh. Vanessa, we put it on our Instagram account. Uh, many of your fans are ready to ask you some Disney questions. Let's kick it off with Broadway Lover 29. Stacey Lynn asks... What ride would you rope drop for? Meaning right in the morning, what ride are you running towards to go on first? Ooh, maybe uh, Space Mountain. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, Space Mountain in Florida, terrifying. <laughs> Space Mountain, California, delightful. <laughs> uh, Mark D asks, if you were to record an album of only Disney songs, which ones would you include? Ooh. Um... 
I would have to do, um, I guess I'm wishing Snow White. Um, I would love to do something from, I guess you can't really, um, let's see, Snow White, um, probably something from Little Mermaid, you know. Um, uh, I mean, you could go, you could go part of your world or you could go Poor Unfortunate Souls. Ooh, yes. Okay, so obviously, Zippity Doodah is supposedly not uh, in favor, but it was one of those songs that my parents sang to me uh, growing up. And you know what? That's okay. So Zippity Doodah, uh, Br'er Rabbit, my mother loved that. That reminded her of her, of her, that reminded her of her childhood. So that's nostalgic. Um, uh, I'm wishing um, from S Snow White. Um, um, uh, Jiminy Cricket. Um, when you wish upon when a you star. Wish upon a star is beautiful. Yeah, it um, is. Um, something from Peter Pan. Um, you should do um your mother. It's Wendy's song. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's called Your Mother and Mine. Yeah. I I think we I think we should just make this recording happen. <laughs> Let's do it. This is like these are good songs, yeah. and then we can premiere it. At Disneyland, there you go. <laughs> in front of the castle. These are good yeah. choices. I think I think there's something yeah. there. Uh, Katie asks, would you rather play a good queen or an evil one? Oh, Katie, it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun playing the evil one because there are no limits to anything. You can be as loud, as quiet, as sinister, as robust. Um, you can laugh, you can sneer. The range uh, of being evil is so much broader than when you have to be nice. That's right. That's right. Thomas wants to know, what is your favorite Disney memory? If you can choose one. Oh, Thomas, I would have to say probably my favorite is when I was on the carousel, um, pregnant with my second child and Melanie, my first was on the on the on the um on the horse going round and round you know with the magic castle behind us at Disneyland um it reminded me of being the next generation to to provide such wonder to my daughter at the time and then after she got down off the carousel one of the parades went by and I have video of her going up and down with her pigtails and her overalls and dancing to the music that's a great memory. Craig wants to know, what was it like to work with the Alan Menken? Oh, Craig, Alan is a neighbor. I live, uh, we live in Westchester. So he's a couple towns north of me. He's wonderful. He's so accomplished, um, but a really down to earth person who uh, wanted me to be on the album and um, is, is, you know, always happy about our collaboration. And finally, Anna asks, what is a character that reminds you of childhood? Anna, I would have to say Bambi. It's the first yeah. kind of uh, correlation between me and my nickname and seeing it up on the screen. Uh, and I just love the animals frolicking during springtime and, you know, young prince, young prince, see the prince and all those, my dad would do, you know, great voices and stuff. And my dad also read to me at night 
of my entire childhood until I was probably 12. So those stories, and I have all the Disney books of the hardcover, the original ones with the metallic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, metallic binder. So I have all those Disney books. So um, I know those characters and they just reminded me of, of being home in my little bed with my dad reading to me and, and dreaming. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just gave I just gave Sunny Bambi for Easter for one in, in his Easter basket. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Bambi until like maybe fifteen years ago. Like I hadn't seen it as a kid. Well, okay. Because I was I was fiercely like Snow White. I would watch Snow White all the time. I love. Snow White. I would not be able. Snow White was Snow White. The color scheme is beautiful. But I speaking of like I couldn't watch Fantasia because of Night on Ball Night Mountain. Night on Ball Mountain. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, it is. And even like. In Sources Apprentice, which I love, ah. Jensen, the he's a little creepy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. We love it. <laughs> Vanessa, if you could describe the feelings that you feel when you look down Main Street and see the castle, what would you say? I would describe looking at that iconic castle as fantasy royalty. Uh, My youngest daughter wants to get married at Disney and she wants to do the coach and do the whole nine. And I know that there's a secret uh, suite that you can spend the night in, in the castle. Uh, So, you know, being growing up in the States, that castle was iconic because there we don't have yeah. castles like that growing up here. Uh, so that was our royalty. That's great. And Vanessa, what's the first thing you're going to do the next time you go to a Disney park? The next time I go to a Disney park will definitely be with my grandson. So we will start out probably, <laughs> um, I think the Peter Pan ride is a nice you're cruising up. There's you're in the you're in the ships with the sail, and it's lovely. And you're just cruising all over uh, the city. Um, uh, I think we'll start with with Peter Pan, and uh, and see where it takes us. Of course, we'll do the carousel. Uh, teacups might be a little too fast for him because he's not quite two yet. Uh, but of course, we'll do um, a small world and um, and watch the parades. I love that. And when you and I go, I'm going to take you right to the Autopia. Yes. I'm going to show you all it. I'll be like, this is where I used to work and how fun it is. See, that's a real rite of passage. That's a rite of passage. When you can get it is. tall enough to, you know, I can't wait to, to have my, my grandson yeah. do that. Ride his own. Ride yeah. His own I remember that's a position on the ride. You're working as a greeter and you got to be the ones to measure the kid. And there were, you know, heartbreaks when, oh, you know, not quite. But when the kid got to be tall enough, it was really yeah. cool. It was really great. So Vanessa, thank you for joining me on E-Ticket to Broadway for sharing your love of Turning Red and Thumper and the Fantasia score, Snow White, the Lion King, Animal Kingdom, the hotels, the monorail, and sharing the Disney magic with your kids. You've been a perfect guest. I'm so glad that we finally chatted all things Disney. (laughs) Well, I love you, David. You know that uh, we share our love for Disney together and uh, let's do it together. That would be a lot of fun. We have to, we have to. Well, we will see you at the parks. Oh boy. 
Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.